Hey, it's Nick Walters again with the National Industrial uh, Hemp Growers Digest, our podcast brought to you by the National Hemp Growers Cooperative. And as always, we are uh, making sure that we are bringing to you quality folks to talk to uh, that are involved in the hemp industry and that, that are giving insight. And uh, the fact that we've got Christina Etter here with Cannabis Tech is uh, no slack off. We, we, we were continuing our, our great uh, opportunities to have really great guests with us today. So Christina is the um, editorial content director for Cannabis Tech and she is um, in Colorado and joining us uh, to spend a little time with us uh, today to learn a little bit more about the industry. So thanks so much, Christina, for making time. Absolutely, Nick. I love to, uh, you know, do all that I can to help promote the voice of hemp and cannabis and, and you know, kind of give that professional side of the industry to, to the listeners out there. So I appreciate the opportunity. That's exactly right. As we often say, it's not all about moonbeams and unicorns and handholding, right? It may, uh, uh, it, it may all do kind of great, wonderful things that cause you to want to be celebratory in that way. But at the same time, if it's if it's not working to to make money and make an impact, and uh, it won't make as much of an impact. But that's kind of our story. So. Uh, why don't you, if you will, Christina, tell us a little bit about your background, how you get to be a, an editorial um, a content director and what that might mean for us lay folk out here. And then uh, more as well about just a little bit of your journey and, and as well as what your hemp uh, slash cannabis aha moment was. Absolutely. So, you know, I'm like a lot of us here in the industry. I got my got my start because of uh, the the benefits that we were receiving health wise. Um, I, I'll tell you, I'm not going to go into a lot of detail there, just simply because we'd be here for an hour if I went into uh, into detail. But long story short, and there, the whole story's out there. Uh, cannabis pretty much saved my husband's life and our marriage. And you know, um, growing up in the Midwest in Iowa, cannabis was demonized, and you know, hemp even was demonized, you know, the ditch weed and the stuff that grew in out in the pastures and the cornfield, you know, where there was all kinds of running jokes about that when I was growing up. And so cannabis was never really where I saw my career going. I spent 20 years in corporate IT. Um, I was, I had a mobile technology niche. So, you know, I'm part of the reason that we all have these, uh, these thumb injuries that we have from scrolling our phones now. <laughs> and, um, you know, it was, uh, it was, the shift really came for me uh, living in the Midwest. I lost both my parents to cancer um, because of the chemicals and things that they were using on the fields. And after that happened, I just kind of washed my hands and I said, you know, there's there's got to be a different way to live this life. I was tired of those dark, dismal basements that they always shove IT people in. And uh, I picked up one day. And I left and I even left my husband in Minnesota <laughs> and I said, look, I'm going to go south until there's no snow and then I'm headed west and I'll let you know where I ended up. And I ended up in Denver and uh, my brakes went out and I was stranded for several days and went through this uh, incredible experience of learning uh, through, that, <laughs> through that experience. But wow. working and, and learning what we've done, you know, it, I was I was literally one of those people that said, you know, oh, my goodness, CBD is the most incredible thing ever. I think we need to put it in the water like they do Florida 
fluoride. Um, but then, you know, you kind of learn as, as you get more involved in the industry and, and you start to really understand in the plant and all of its capabilities and everything that it can do from, you know, the the fiber side of the industrial hemp to the cannabinoids. There's just, there's so much opportunity here. And that's where it really just kind of roped me in. And I became absolutely fascinated with the technologies and the sciences that really were starting to undercover or uncover some of these mysteries of the plant. Yeah, you know, uh, uh, what you're describing sounds like so many folks, me included. When I first started digging into it, I got to thinking a little bit incredulous, like, come on, this stuff won't do all of this. <laughs> you know, this, is, this is a little too much. Okay? There's no way this thing could be doing all of these things. And, and um, uh, but by golly, you know, it doesn't take a whole lot of research and a little bit of time and effort where you'll figure out absolutely it does. And that's what makes it exciting, doesn't it? Right, right. And, you know, we had our aha moment in health, just like anybody or like most of the people here in the cannabis space do. My husband was able to eliminate or my husband and I were able to eliminate 13 prescriptions by learning how to use cannabinoids with intent. And um, we, we've literally shaved at least 15 years off of our lives. I mean, we are so much healthier now and and more aware and accountable, I think, for our health than we ever have been. But then you know, as I became this the, the director for Cannabis Tech, the editorial director at Cannabis Tech, and started really to dig into the back end of the cannabis industry, which is that's something that a lot of consumers tend to miss, is, you know, what's really happening behind the curtain? What's going on with the technology? How are things being grown? And that's when you start to learn that CBD hemp is not industrial hemp is not cannabis, is not, you know, there's all these different facets of this industry and every one of them have such great potential for, for enhancing everything that we do here in the United States from economics to American manufacturing to, you know, more herbal natural based medicines than these chemical pharmaceuticals that sometimes don't always work for people. So it's just, been an incredible journey to go from that corporate space where I was, you know, very ingrained in the Midwest lifestyle and then move here to Colorado, work in the cannabis space as a freelance freelance writer, not to, you know, not to mention, I don't even have to get up and go to a real job anymore, <laughs> but it's, uh, you know, it, it's just the transition has been amazing. That's absolutely fantastic. And so unfortunately for many of us, or maybe fortunately, I don't know which, um, it really even hasn't been the health side of that. It's just been from the absolute, you know, strictly right. on the on the on the markets and opportunities and manufacturing and and uh, others. It sure. would be maybe just just strictly um, as a grower, right? Just as a farmer, as somebody that that wants to diversify what they're growing, or they own land and they would like to start growing something um, and let their let their land be, you know, uh, producing more than than just kind of hanging out and looking pretty so uh, so many opportunities 100 percent. 100 percent. you know and then to, to kind of build on that thought though from the farming perspective as well you know this is this is one of the things that you know i've always kind of preached and i think maybe preached to the choir but 
having parents that grew crops in the Midwest, we had a large farm in central Iowa and they, they did the corn and the soybeans and all of that. And so, you know, chemical pesticides and herbicides and all that were all around. And I know based on what I've learned with my parents, losing my parents, that it's not good. It's the, what we're putting in the soils out there is hurting things. And all we would have to do <laughs> is put hemp into the rotation. Let's put hemp into the rotation to help clean up some of those soils in the Midwest. Let's get us back to zero with some, you know, some final remediation and cleaning things up to where we can actually have some trust in how these crops are being grown again. And, you know, reduce our dependency on some of those pesticides because we're able to clean up the soils and the environments around those crops preach 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 you got it yes ma'am pass the hat i'm ready to i'm ready to, I'm ready to get at it that's exactly correct and that's what we do every day with the co-op and that's why we're so glad to know that we are empowering folks who have not participated in production agriculture before an opportunity to you know have a seat at the table so that's what's um uh, that's what's, that's what is fun and cool for us. So let's talk about cannabis tech a minute. Tell us all about kind of what are the things that you folks would do if I immediately am looking at that strictly as a name, right, for somebody mm -hmm. um, who might be in the hemp industry, the industrial hemp industry in particular, I might think, oh, I don't really know if that's a it's is is a spot where I need to go spend my time. But yet, when you click around and look at all the good information that you folks do and the good folks that are good things you're doing, um, we find that's not the case. So tell us a little bit more about cannabis tech. Sure, absolutely. So obviously, we know cannabis is hemp. Hemp is cannabis. They're just different varieties of the plant. They're they're grown for different reasons, and so. For us, cannabis is all encompassing and we absolutely love to talk about industrial hemp. Um, our site really is kind of based on the science and technology that is driving the cannabis and hemp industry. So we fancy ourselves what we, we call ourselves a media and marketplace. So what we try to do is we work with a lot of the companies, um, equipment manufacturers, cultivation, um, accessories, these kinds of companies, and we their stories you know we want to talk about these technologies that are evolving specifically to help cannabis and hemp farmers improve their crops improve their yields do you know implement regenerative processes or look for sustainable alternatives and so we cover those stories we look for the things that are really kind of impacting the business side and we try to provide those solutions so if somebody's doing something really cool out in california we want to let everybody in mississippi know that too so you know, we kind of follow the, the nation. We even do uh, world cannabis stories and, and hemp stories. So we do a lot of um, interviews with folks in Israel and, and all across the world to, to try to get some of this information. You know, one of the things that we say all the time that is so lacking in both of these industries is education. And so the idea here is to help educate maybe that, that new farmer that says, you know, I, I'm interested in this, but I don't even know where to begin. And so we, we talk about those kinds of things, you know, what kinds of things do you want to look for in, in extraction equipment? Um, where are the concerns lying in, in different types of production or maybe in drying your crops? There's, there's different things that, you know, are all across the gamut from seed to sale. Um, we, we cover it all. 
it's been a blast. <laughs> wow. Right. So what would you say has been uh, maybe one or two stories that through cannabis tech that you have uncovered that just opened your mind up to uh, just something that you just had never thought about and just had no idea. Uh, oh, wow. You know, I remember uh, uh, this one story we did on XYZ and I had no idea there was an XY or a Z. <laughs> but for us, we were able to write this story. <laughs> oh, let's see. Um, you know, so I've been doing this now you know, for about seven years or six years. Yeah. And, and, you know, I'll tell you pretty much every topic that I come across because of the fact that I, I'm not a grower and I'm, I'm aware of that. I'm not an extractor. I'm not somebody that's out there getting my hands dirty. So every time that I write a piece for me, it's an educational opportunity. It's, it's an opportunity for me to really start to learn and, and ask those questions and, and try to put things out there from a layman's perspective so other people can understand it and you know in in the hemp space there's there's so much happening right now i just went to the noco hemp expo last month up in denver and and it's just amazing to me to see how many products people are being so innovative and in how they can start integrating this and so you know, if I'm talking about one particular thing, I, I, I guess I really would like to emphasize the, the new podcast that we just started this year, because every podcast has been kind of an aha moment for me, and that's our Urbanomics podcast. And in Urbanomics, we specifically talk about the end products that are being produced from industrial hemp. We're not talking about cannabinoid products. We're not talking about any of that. Um, we, we've talked with uh, Greg Wilson at Hempwood, um, mm -hmm. Tony Solano from IHEP Manufacturing as my co-host. Um, we just did one with Summer Haskey, who does Enviro Textiles, and she's into the hemp fibers and clothes, which, you know, that podcast in itself just absolutely blew my mind. I wanted to go burn my entire wardrobe after I talked to her. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Uh, isn't that great? I mean, that that that's one of the things I love about doing our podcast is that we we get to learn so much. I get to learn so many things that I would I would not have had any um, uh, knowledge otherwise that I probably would not have sat down at the computer and, you know, sought out necessarily some of this information. Right. But, but, but now that I'm having it at my fingertips, it really is making an impact, you know. Well, and I'll tell you the other thing that I love about being a journalist and a content creator in this space is that cannabis is still young enough and small enough as an industry, even though, I mean, we, we know it's grown in huge proportions. Um, it's still small enough that we we have the opportunities to really connect with those experts, you know, the, the people that are pioneering the ways and and learn, you know, showing the world these innovations so it, that's the thing that i really love about being a journalist being a content creator uh, for cannabis tech is that it gives me the opportunity to get those those firsthand questions and answers uh from the industry and i'm, I'm not necessarily relying on, on you know somebody else telling me what's what's going on in the industry i'm getting it firsthand and and for me that's that's a that's a great benefit absolutely so Let's take out uh, a crystal ball 
and and um, uh, give us an idea of what from what you see because you cover so many different subjects. You see so many different opportunities and different ways that that the plant is being used, right? Both cannabis and hemp, either way that we want to interchange, say those words, right? Um, what what do you really see as some uh, bigger opportunities in the future? And where do you think we're kind of all headed? And that's a broad statement. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll answer. tell you, you know, um, I am forever the optimist. You know, I, I have such high hopes, forgive the pun, but I do. I have such high hopes for where these industries are going to go. And, and frankly, you know, it may sound, Sound like a, a, a fantasy or a utopic dream, but I really do see a hemp economy in our future, uh, especially here in the United States, because of the struggles that we've seen, the supply chain issues that we've been having. We know that hemp can be used for a plethora of things that we use on a daily basis, plastics and, and fibers and biofuels, and, and there's so many things. The problem is, is that we don't have the infrastructure but yet when you look at the United States, how many empty factories do we have sitting? How many empty sugar mills in Louisiana are there? How many empty paper mills are there that could be converted? I mean, here in Denver, just a few years ago, Mile High Labs converted an old pharmaceutical facility that had been abandoned into a can or into a hemp processing facility. You know, so it's um, it's fascinating to me to see how the hemp industry has the potential to come in and rejuvenate American manufacturing from that perspective, maybe even, you know, fix some of these supply chain issues that we've been having because of the number of products that we rely on from overseas. I just see hemp as being kind of that economic answer if we can embrace it and if we can get the infrastructure put in place then you factor in the healthcare side of this plant and i i've told people forever that i think within the next 15 to 20 years what we learn about the endocannabinoid system is going to change the way that we look at healthcare. and so i think as that starts to develop you're going to see hemp cannabinoids and cannabis cannabinoids become more readily acceptable. We're going to start seeing those products on our shelves and in grocery stores and CVSs and Walgreens and, and all of these big name stores. But what has to happen first is that the industries have to be able to prove that they're going to be able to offer consumer safety. And in an unregulated industry, they can't do that yet. So obviously we've got a lot of space to grow, but there's so much opportunity to fix the things that are wrong with our supply chain and with, you know, jobs and economy and all of this with hemp and cannabis. And I just feel like we're, we're sitting on that iceberg right now. And, and it's, it's only going to be, you know, uh, incredible. I think what we see happen here in the next 10 to 15 years. I, I, uh, we we couldn't be more upbeat about it. And and while it certainly is frustrating, you know, it's almost like, I mean, at times, right, just because things don't happen as soon as you'd like. But I'd really rather take the, you know, measure twice, cut once approach than I would a rush. Oh, heavens, to get yes. Things done. And, and we all just need to be patient and understand that, we have to push the noodle a little bit every day, right? It's not all, sometimes it will be 
great leaps and terrific things that people will have their aha moments and and will and and corporations and um, um, uh, people at the government and other spots will start to understand more and more because I do think that is happening. Uh, I think it certainly is happening more and more every day, just because there are so many people who have not been involved in what I would kind of call the movement side of of hemp, right? And but for those right. folks, we'd no, we'd not be anywhere, right? And and, and we'd, we'd we'd be all running around scratching around trying to figure out what was up. But but for them, uh, you know, we stand on their shoulders for sure. So it's 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 bringing together people from such diverse backgrounds, people who might not sit at a table together uh, otherwise. I know I've certainly found that for just personally, right? There's some folks that I, you know. Oh, heavens, yes. That, 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 that I would have people that, that I'd think, you know, what in the world do I want to sit down with that, you know, squirrel for? I mean, my gracious, what in the world is this person? <laughs> and then, then to be able to say, well, why would I want to sit down with that goofball Walters, right? I mean, who would want to do that? And then maybe when we are sitting down because we've got a reason to talk, we're finding relationships and we're finding opportunities to do things together. Not that we're all going to have kumbaya and agree everything, right? But on these things, we can agree. And I think particularly in the United States, I'm preaching now a little bit, Chris, okay? But um, um, is is that, that this is a spot for us to be able to have an opportunity to really do some things together um, and at least have some dialogue uh, with folks who might not think the way we think about other issues. And, and hemp has kind of given me that opportunity to do that. And I think it's given other folks that opportunity as well. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, we have to, we have to pay homage to those who really started fighting this battle so many years ago and, and to make change and to do those things. But at the same time, one of the things that I always talk about is that, Having those flamboyant personalities and and the the teaching chong versions of of what cannabis was was great for a movement because it really did draw that attention. It got you know it it, it brought it brought attention to what they were doing. Maybe not always in a great way, but it did. And but now with the industry shifting to a professional side we have a different audience. And so we have to be able to talk to that audience in a way that they understand and in a way that they trust what we're saying. And we can't come at them from that stoner perspective, from the movement of the cannabis space as it was. They're looking for hard data. They're looking for statistics and test results and safety standards and sustainability standards. They have been in the corporate world, in the commercial side of things, much longer than the cannabis space has. And now that we're starting to transition, the cannabis space is having to embrace that culture as well, because they're not going to get the investors they want if they don't. That's right. That's right. There's it's, it's, it's almost like, you know, uh, we have to go back and, and reread our American history and understand what an impact um, uh, Sakakawea or Sacagawea, depending on where you might live in the country, right? I mean, but for her being able to interpret, you know, back to Native uh, people, hey, look, this is not what these two white guys said, okay? This is, whoa, time out. <laughs> this is not, they're not, no, 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 no. 
you know, uh, hold up. No, no, they meant this, not this. And if you don't have somebody that can really understand those different languages and almost different cultures for certain on part of that, um, mm-hmm. it's uh, mm-hmm. uh, you end up not getting done what needs to get done. And what I have a- appreciated about particularly folks that we have that are on our advisory board at the co-op and others that we interact with, there certainly are some of those that, that um, uh, I would say on both sides of the spectrum, um, understand, um, you know, they don't want to, they don't want to talk about it and they're, and they're, and they're probably not being realistic uh, in a lot of different ways, but there are so many that understand, particularly from, from the movement side, I think that, uh, look, we're never going to get these things done if we don't bring some Main Street Rotary Club Presbyterian types into the mix. OK, and so if you don't if you don't right. have them there, because that's where a lot of corporate people are and, and that's where a lot of money is. And we can all talk about how good it'll be one day, but we're not going to get anywhere. All right. I'm through preaching. No more soapbox. But that was part of it. So but I'm glad to hear your perspective on that, Christina, because you 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 see that a whole lot in, in part of what you folks are doing at, at Cannabis Tech. So terrific. Well, tell tell me what else uh, you should, uh, um, uh, you'd like to leave us with words of wisdom or thoughts otherwise. And plug Cannabis Tech. Tell us more about what we what's coming and, and, and talk about your podcast. Sure. So um, we actually have two podcasts at uh, Cannabis Tech. Uh, I'm doing the Urbanomics with Tony Solano from iHemp Manufacturing. He's kind of my my connection there with the with the hemp manufacturers to get them on my show. And then we also do a tech moment where I interview pretty much anybody and everybody in the space, and we talk about. The things that they're working on, innovations that they're doing. I just uh, just today we published one with uh, Chris Kudala regarding the Delta Eight, which is obviously a huge topic right now in the hip space. Sure. Um, I, you know, so we we talk about a little bit of everything there. We have. Um, we have so many things going on at Cannabis Tech right now. We're kind of dipping our toes maybe into a little bit of the NFT metaverse space. Um, we are, you know, every week we do new stories uh, of, of technologies and, and things that are impacting the industry and, and making changes and improving the products and improving the way that we cultivate or helping farmers increase their yields. There's there's just new stuff coming out all the time. And I think that's one of the things that I enjoy most about it. I used to joke with people when I was in mobile technology that I liked it because my ADD never let me get bored in mobile technology. It was it was changing so fast. It was hard to keep up. And I think that's the way things are now in the hemp and cannabis space. You know, it changes so quickly and things are are innovating so fast and now you factor in AI and machine learning and and all of these things that are just snowballing how quickly people are coming up with new solutions and and new new technologies that are just mind-blowing absolutely mind-blowing so I encourage everybody come over and take a look at cannabis tech um, browse through our articles we've been doing this now for about four years um, Gained a, gained a nice organic audience, and, and we absolutely love what we do. I, I think that's what kind of separates us from maybe some of the other publications is that uh, we're not just writers writing about cannabis, and we're actually, we're tech geeks that love cannabis. And, and so we love to, to talk about that tech and talk about all of the things that are happening in the cannabis space because we have a passion for both worlds. Love it. 
Absolutely terrific. Well, thank you so much for spending time with us today so that we could learn more about what's going on at Cannabis Tech and part of your story as well. We're, we're certainly glad to know, Christina, the things about how you got here and, and uh, what led you to the space. And what a great thing to know uh, that um, we're going to have um, you and your husband around for even longer, right? Because of the good things that have happened here. Yeah. So what a blessing <laughs> for us. Uh, everybody wins. Terrific. It's been an amazing journey, that's for sure. How about that? Well, hey, look, if you want to know more about the National Hemp Growers Co-op, go back to our website at nationalhempcoop.us. You can listen to some of our previous episodes on the podcast, uh, sign up for our newsletter so you can learn more about the things that we're doing and the projects that we're involved in uh, to help continue to do what we do, which is build wealth for our members through regenerative agriculture and sustainable development. Until next time, thanks. This podcast produced and distributed by MWB Studios.